feel trapped in a situation that's holding you back. I'm here to help you fix and rise above. I want you to know you're not alone. Hello, I'm Christine Kozachuk, your mindset specialist, and I've been exactly where you are. My motto in life has always been, do what you're afraid to do with no regrets. I went from a life of poverty, abuse, to success in business and in life. Through my own self-discoveries, the key to overcoming obstacles is to start with yourself. What is it that's holding you back? What's holding you back from your true magnificent self? What thoughts are swirling around your head that cause doubt and prevent you from moving forward to your life goals? Let me join you in your journey. If you can dream it, all you have to do is do it, and I promise with the right mindset, you will achieve it. Visit my website, fixandrise.com, or you can call me at 704-208-9561, and let's get started. And for a few complimentary cheat sheets on how to get started, visit my site, fixandrise.com. F-I-X and rise, R-I-S-E dot com. And let's get started. On today's show, we have Robin Sherrill. Robin, welcome to Women Who Triumph. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I am so excited that I am interviewing you today because we met uh, back in, was it the end of, uh, end of September or October of last year? And it's just been an amazing journey ever since. Yes, it was. It was back in Charlotte. Yeah. Yes, I, I think it was. I think it was October. I can't. You know, this year has went so fast. I don't know where it has went. <laughs> exactly. But, yep, it was. I think it was in October. It was. It was in October at a training. Yes, it was. And um, you know, you were amazing. And you know. Um, you're the first person to really push me out there. I mean, others have told me, but you gave me that weekend the courage and the power to know at that moment, the time is now to show women that they, you know, that they're not alone, that I have a voice in that, you know, it needs to be heard. So thank you so much for that. I mean, you just don't, you don't even know. I, I've won awards before, but that one sits on my mantle and my mantle. And that is the most precious thing to me. You can even ask my husband. I said, that one means more to me than anything I've won before. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> yes, I mean, it really does. You know, it really does. Um, but I want to thank you so much for supporting my mission. And, you know, what I'm so passionate about is allowing women to know that they are not alone, that we all go through three things in life, and that if we just reach out, 
there's help there. You know, reach out to other women, reach out to some organization, you know, don't be afraid, you know, be fearless and, you know, stand in your power because because so many women have went through something. When you look at women, you've got, you know, you look at them as, you know, right there, they've not went through anything or, you know, you just judge them by this cover. You don't realize inside what they went through, the scars that they've had and the scars was healed that needs to be healed or the scars have healed inside. So that's what I want women to know that we are all the same. We stand as one and, you know, we have a mission to take care of one another. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So what I want for you to share today with us is something that you have went through in your life and how you came through it. Okay. Great. You want me to start now? Yes. Start now. (laughs) Okay. So, (laughs) so I actually, for me, the ordeal started back in college or I recognized that there was something different about the way that that I process things in college and so I always knew that when things happened or or when things happened I would give myself a period of time you know to get over it and to move past it but when I got to college that was the first time where something happened and I wasn't able to meet that that predefined time that I had set for myself to get over it. And I knew that there was a problem, but then I was also afraid of finding out really what the problem was. And so I just kind of, you know, suffered in silence is the way that I describe it. And so I ended up dropping all of my classes in the first semester in college. And I, and so I, obviously I, I failed that semester, the next semester, you know, I came back and I, I tried to get back on track, but I was still struggling because there was this darkness that I could not seem to shake. Well, fast forward 10, 10 years and I'm still suffering in silence. I'm still dealing with this darkness. And every time something happened, the darkness became heavier and it became a weight that I just eventually could, couldn't bear. So mid, my, mid-career, I'm on a, a great trajectory at work. I'm, I'm making moves, I'm accomplishing things. And all of a sudden, something happened, and I, could, I felt like I couldn't deal anymore. And I thought to myself, if this is all there is to life, then I don't want to be here anymore. Mm. And I remember sitting in church on Sunday, and I said to God, I said, if you don't show me something different, then this is it. And I didn't feel anything different. And I walked out of church. And I went home, you know, church was over. I I went home and I just said, I'm done. And I was sitting in my apartment and I started to type the text to my friends and family. And I started to just tell them, you know, goodbye. I started to tell them, you know, for anybody not to blame themselves. It wasn't anything that anybody did or didn't do, but that I was just tired. And I I, I made a decision that I didn't want to be here anymore. And I walked back out to my car in my garage and I was, I was drinking because I just wanted to go to sleep and I just wanted to die. And I, I got in my garage, I sat in my car and I closed the garage door and I've drank before, you know, I drank in college. So it wasn't like I never had a drink, but somewhere between me sitting in the car 
and closing the garage door, I passed out. I never got a chance to start the car. And the next thing I know is there was a beating on the garage door. And then the garage door went up. Somebody had, a friend of mine had the other remote to my garage. Mm -hmm. And I went from there to a friend's house and, and, you know, they enacted the emergency services. The police was called and the police told my friends that if they took me with them, if the police took me, then I would have the record that where they would involuntarily commit me. But if my friends took me and I went on my own, then it would be voluntary and that would be better for me. I would still get the help. And so, so that was the first suicide attempt. Three months later, nothing had changed. I, I, was, I was trying to go through the therapy process, but I didn't have a good psychiatrist. I didn't have, you know, a good therapist. I still was in this very dark place. And in church again, I took a handful of pills in church. And this time I was taken out of church in the ambulance. And so both those times, it was just me feeling the weight and the darkness of, of, the, of now what I know is clinical depression. And, and I actually have you know, a wonderful therapist and a psychiatrist that got me back on the right road. But I think if, if I hadn't been afraid of the stigma, if I hadn't been afraid of what other people would say, way back when in college, if I had got the help that I needed back then, how different my life could have been. Absolutely. You're right. And and someone told me, what if that was never about me? What if the reason that I survived was for me to be able to go back and grab another person, another woman, another young lady by the hand and say, you don't have to suffer. You don't have to be ashamed because there's a chemical imbalance. You don't have to be, you know, you don't have to feel like there's something wrong with you because you have this, this diagnosis. What is the reason why you survive? Because people commit suicide. People, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. People die by suicide every day, but you survive two suicide attempts. What if the reason for your survival was to be able to help somebody else? And that changed my life. And so now I'm doing what you're doing and trying to help other women know that we can triumph and that we are a resource for each other and that no one ever has to suffer in silence, whatever the challenge is. You know, it may be raising a child alone. It may be, you know, a financial challenge, a relationship, whatever it is, there are resources available. We are resources to each other and we can help triumph and overcome anything. So Mm -hmm. so that's what I'm doing now. Yeah, we, you know, we get to stand, you stand as one and help each other and to understand no matter, you know, what they're going through, that, you know, they're not alone. And I think that's what a lot, well, I know because, you know, for 36 years, that was me thinking that I was alone before I started telling my story. Um, But a lot of women think they're alone and they're suffering and they don't need to do that. They don't need to be suffering. Yeah. You know, but whomever told you, uh, you know, that's exactly right. You know, two suicide attempts, you know, you, God is using you in some way and he had, you know, you know, to use you in helping women and, you know, to help others, you know, that are suffering right now. They're suffering through so much um, and things, but if you had one word to describe you, what would it be and why? Resilient. Oh, yes, you are, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Resilient. 
when I when I look back over my life and all the things that that I've dealt with, you know, and from from losing my godmother in the you know in the fourth grade and and I I'm, I am a twin, so learning about you know us having the cords wrapped around our necks and and you know so I've been a survivor from the time I was in my mother's womb from the standpoint of we got tangled with the cords and, mm-hmm. and my twin did not survive. But um, even then, God had a plan for my life in the womb, you know, so absolutely. that's very real for me because cause I survived that. And so throughout my life, there have been different things that I've had to encounter. And some things, you know, made me stumble and brought me to my knees, but I've always found a way to stand with the, with the power of God. I've always found a way to stand. So resilient is the word. I, that's That's my word for Robin. Absolutely. I say that. And I also say survivor. Hashtag survivor. <laughs> Hashtag survivor. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, so it's Robin Sherrill, resilient survivor. There <laughs> we go. <laughs> we have a hashtag for you. <laughs> now, if you had one message to share with a young woman today that had a dream, what would it be? And what would, I mean, what would you tell her? If she, you know, thought she couldn't um, go after that dream, what would you tell her today? I would tell her she is to go for it, that she is absolutely so much stronger than she ever could imagine and dream. And that the only thing that's going to stop her is her. There's not a force outside. There's nothing externally that can prevent her from accomplishing anything in the world that she wants to do. She has to get out of her own way. So I would tell her, believe in you, look in the mirror, tell yourself you're beautiful, you're intelligent, you're strong, you're made for this, and you can do anything you set your mind to. Yes, they can. Amen. Now, your follow, the followers that are listening today, if they want to follow you, how could they follow you and get in contact with you? On Facebook, I am Robin Sherrill. Uh, Robin, and then it's S-H-Y-R-E-L-L, Robin Sherrill on Facebook, and it's the same on Instagram. I'm in the process of revamping my website, but there will be a RobinSherrill.com website in the, in the upcoming months, so that's another way. But then they could also, if they wanted to reach out to me, you know, personally or connect to me, then they could hit me on Gmail at RobinSherrill at gmail.com, R-O-B-I-N. S-H-Y-R-E-L-L at gmail.com. Great. Well, Robin, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we are going to uh, hear more. We'd like for you to share about your book coming up. And we're going to learn some fun facts about you. And I think I also want to know a little bit about Ebony. How about that? (laughs) All right. Great. (laughs) We are overcomers. Future champions, we are leaders of our world. We will never, never stop. We stand through the fight till it's over. We are winners, we are no losers. Women who triumph can never give it up. Women who triumph will rise up when they fall. Whether you're at the end of your rope or feel trapped in a situation that's holding you back, 
I'm here to help you fix and rise above. I want you to know you're not alone. Hello, I'm Christine Kozachuk, your mindset specialist, and I've been exactly where you are. My motto in life has always been, do what you're afraid to do with no regrets. I went from a life of poverty, abuse, to success in business and in life. Through my own self-discoveries, the key to overcoming obstacles is to start with yourself. What is it that's holding you back? What's holding you back from your true magnificent self? What thoughts are swirling around your head that cause doubt and prevent you from moving forward to your life goals? Let me join you in your journey. If you can dream it, all you have to do is do it. And I promise with the right mindset, you will achieve it. Visit my website, fixandrise.com, or you can call me at 704-208-9561. And let's get started. And for a few complimentary cheat sheets on how to get started, visit my site, fixandrise.com, F-I-X and rise, R-I-S-E, dot com. And let's get started. Welcome back to Women Who Triumph. We have been speaking to Robin Shirell uh, about some obstacles that she's went through and her message to women around the world. So, Robin, welcome back to Women Who Triumph. And tell us a little bit about your book coming up. So my book is titled Saved and Suicidal, Five Steps to Finding Your Light in a Dark Place. And the premise of the book is one of the things, I'm, I am a person of faith, and one of the things that I struggled with in the, the diagnosis with the clinical depression was, was it because of my faith or a lack of faith? And it was, how can I be a person who loves God, who serves God, who believes you know, what the Bible says and the plan for my life, how can I believe that and still suffer from depression? And I know that if I had that thought and if I had that feeling and if that kept me from getting help at some point, then I'm not the only one. Mm -hmm. And again, we talked earlier about knowing and understanding that I'm still here for a reason, for a greater purpose, for something that's way bigger than Robin. And so this book is actually just about the journey of knowing and understanding that I can be saved mm -hmm. and suicidal because it is, a, an, it is an attack. And, but more importantly is what can I do to find my way back out of that darkness or how can I shine my light in the darkness? And so that's what I talk about in, in my book. Love it. And when will your book uh, be out? When my book is scheduled to release the end of September. So we're somewhere, we're targeting between the 25th and the 29th. So somewhere around that time, but it definitely will be out at the end of, at the end of this month. And I have, a, I'm very, very proud of the young lady that I, that I've been working with to help me pull this together, to take it from a concept to, you know, birthing it. And uh, her name is Natasha Gayden, and she's also the CEO of, of one of the nonprofits I'm on a board with, Women with 2020 Vision. And she basically has been helping me to, to know and understand that now is the time for this book, that there is somebody who is safe and suicidal, and they're waiting 
they're they're waiting they're in a holding pattern until i get this book until they know and they understand that it's not a question of faith and it's not a, a, a conviction against them or their belief but that this book is going to help them realize and understand you know that it's just a part of their journey and then they're going to be able to help somebody else so, yeah. so i know that my assignment is to get this thing done get it out and so that it can help them and then they can turn around and help somebody else. And it's just going to be that chain reaction of women helping other women to know, you know, how to find their light when they when they found themselves in a dark place. Yes. And and that's and she's so right. You know, it's going to help, you know, so many out there. You know, you hear so many suicides lately uh, in the news that you would never even thought. It's like I said, don't judge the book by their cover because you don't know the darkness and the scars inside that that person's either going through or has went through. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so tell us a little bit about the 2020 that um, vision with women that you are connected with. Women with 2020 Vision. So I had uh, the opportunity to, to speak on a couple of the Women with 2020 Vision calls. And last December, I was, I was very honored when I was asked to be one of the members of the Board of Directors. So Women with 2020 Vision is a nonprofit, it's a 503 organization designed around creating women leaders and bosses. And so we work with women and young ladies and young girls to help them identify their gifts. We provide scholarships and grants through either whether it's they want to start a business or go back to school, but to um, scholarships and grants to put them on the road, give them the tools and, and strategies that they need to be outstanding women leaders and, and young ladies operating in their power. Oh, that's so great. I mean, that's so needed. And, you know, if we can continue standing as one, you know, these girls are going to grow up so powerful and these women are going to know that, you know, they are worthy and that they can triumph anything that they're going through. But we are going to go through some fun facts. We want to have some fun facts for oh, you. But before we start fun facts, can I give them the, uh, can they, I, I just want to say we, Women with 2020 Vision is on Facebook, so they can follow us on Facebook and get connected with us that way um, if they want more information about Women with 2020 Vision. If they um, search it, is there a um, handle that they can uh, go to or just search 2020, Women with 2020 Vision? Uh, women with 2020 Vision. Okay. Awesome. I love that. Okay. So what I'm going to ask you is just a few fun facts. And uh, this is one of my favorite parts. So your proudest moment in life is? Proudest moment in life. My proudest moment in life. Uh, it was a very emotional, but a very proud moment. Uh, I served in the Michigan Army National Guard. And one year, our convoy, we were, we were on way to our summer camp. And um, a, a gentleman got on the expressway coming the wrong way. And there was a head-on collision, and I was a medic in the military, and we responded. We were the first medics on scene to respond to the accident. Well, after that, that everything was cleared, about a month later, um, the, one of the gentlemen, the gentleman that was traveling in the right direction, but that was hit by the car, he passed away. 
and his family. We had I had an opportunity to meet his daughter and his granddaughter, and they gave us they gave me a medal from the family oh. of Jack Rathbun, and it was um, I, I received we received the medal from the National Guard, and that was great. But that medal from his family just saying. Thank you. Thank you for being there with him. Thank you that he didn't go through that, you know, that piece alone. Thank you for, you know, for, for stopping to care enough for somebody that you knew nothing about, but for climbing in that wreckage and being with him and talking with him and trying to help him get through, you know, this ordeal while they were tearing the car apart with the jaws of life. For me, mm. I would probably say that. That's oh, it. I love that. That is like, oh. I got chills. <laughs> I have chills right now. Now, it says, I most admire. Who do you most admire? I most admire my nieces, Brandy mm-hmm. and Brianna. Brandy and Brianna, um, my sister passed away in October 2010, and they were both in college when they lost their mom. And these were girls that were very close to their mom. I mean, they talked to their mom every day. And to lose your mother in your, you know, that, that 19, 20 age, right, where you're just on the brink of adulthood. But they both were able to go on and graduate from college. One even graduated early, right, after taking a semester off when her mom died. She ended up going back and graduating early, and they, they both are just, uh, I mean, doing phenomenal. Brianna is now a CPA. She passed all phases of the CPA exam on wow. the first try. Mm-hmm. I think they said less than 2% of the people who take the exam do that, and Brandy is actually doing her clinicals right now to be a licensed family therapist, so oh they are goodness. the ones. Love it. I mean, oh, that is inspirational, very inspirational. Yeah. Now, I see, what is your childhood, what was your childhood hobby? Oh, playing football. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, I, I wanted to be the first woman in the NFL. <laughs> I was going to say, I just don't see you. No. <laughs> I was not expecting that, Robin. <laughs> oh, Sorry. <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> oh, I love I loved football. Oh, my goodness. I loved football. I got up every day to play football with my cousin. That was. <laughs> that, that is so funny. Uh, I just don't see you as a football player. But <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, what is your biggest pet peeve? My biggest pet peeve? Uh-huh. Um. When when people misspell or mispronounce other people's names. So I understand, you know, the first time, you know, when you're trying to learn somebody's name. But after that, I, that is because it's just like it's their, it's their name. Like it takes the time to learn how to spell it correctly, to pronounce it correctly. So that, that's my biggest pet peeve. It's just when somebody sends me something with a Y in my name, I, I respond politely. It's, it's Robin with an I, not a Y. The second time, it's not so polite. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally get that because a lot of people say, is your name, is it with a K or it's with a C, it's not a K. And they'll want to say Christina. And I said, no, it's with an E, it's Christine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
yes, it's just it's just one of those things. It's like it's somebody's name. Just just stop and pause. I know we're busy. We have so much going on, mm-hmm. but just stop and pause and take those extra two seconds mm-hmm. to get the name right. Yeah, and you know, and I think what's special too, and I've been doing that here lately, um, is you know, like someone you know like someone's serving you, like, you know, the cash register, you know, at the, mm-hmm. you know, the grocery store, you know, just look at their name and say, thank you, you know, right. You yes. know, thank you. Like, you know, for example, thank you, Dennis, you know, that was yes. one of the cash registers. So just look at their name and see, you know, thank you. And, you know, yeah. and that means a lot to people, you know, just... it, it does. One of my quotes, one of my favorite quotes says, is that uh, a person's name is to that person, the most sweetest sound in any language, mm-hmm. especially when you're acknowledging it. Yeah. You know, acknowledge it. Okay, one last thing. Tell me about Ebony. Tell us about Ebony. Ebony is my four-legged furry BFF. Ebony is my dog. She is a multi-poo mix, and she is uh, eight years old. And I actually got Ebony um, in the midst of, of the depression, like in between the two suicide attempts. And she's been you know, right with me on the road to, you know, getting myself back healthy from a mental standpoint. And a lot of times I feel like Ebony is, Ebony is, is God's way of showing me his love on earth. So there are times, the one thing about dealing with the depression is it likes to trick you to thinking that you're all alone and make you feel isolated. And there are times when she'll just She'll just come and just lay her little doggy body right next to me. And it's, and she won't bark. She won't run around and play. And it's, it's her way of saying, you know, I believe that's God's way of showing me that I'm not alone, that I'm here. She shows me, you know, his love and she just stays right close. And she's just, she, she's this little dog with all this personality. And I just love her. That's just my baby. (laughs) She has a whole name. Her name is Ebony Tashawn Williams. Her middle name was named after one of my one of my good friends, a girl that used to uh, used to do my hair. <laughs> so she has a whole name. She ha- I had a, a a puppy shower for Ebony instead of a baby <laughs> shower when I got her. My, they bought gifts and everything. So she's just this spoiled little <laughs> firecracker of a dog. I don't think I've ever I- had one that has a full name with the middle name. It's oh, like yeah. that is really cool. <laughs> She has a full name. Her name is Ebony Tashawn Williams. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay, uh, Robin, what can your followers expect from you for the rest of 2018 into 2019? Oh, wow. Well, there's the book release that's coming, uh, a brand new website. And I am looking forward to my beyond having my uh, second Beyond the Roblox conference in March. Karen Flint, and I'm actually, I, you know, just look for Robin to be more out in, in the in the community at large, talking about mental health and wellness, talking about, you know, women becoming bosses and leaders. So working with, you know, more, being more active and more involved in pushing the Women with 2020 Vision agenda and pushing the, you know, the Fresh Start agenda. And just showing people that we are so much better together and that that life is, is a lot better when we stop thinking about just things, what's happening in our own world and how we can work, make the world and life better for 
each other and those around us. So that's what we're looking for. Absolutely. You know, stand as one and we could, because if we can stand as one, this world will definitely change for women. I mean, yeah. you, know, you know, women, we have a lot, you know, to, uh, to, to do for, for ourselves right now. And I tell people it's just not in the city we live in. It's not in the state we live in. It's not in the country we live in. It's worldwide. So it's we can worldwide. all stand. Yes. Because if we can all stand as one, I mean, this whole world for women will change and it will be a more peaceful, joyous world for us all. Now, well, is there I never anything- want another woman to suffer in the suffer from any kind of, particularly depression, because that's near and dear. That's something that I struggled with. But I right. never want another woman to ever feel like she's alone in that space mm-hmm. or be afraid to get help. Absolutely, and I feel the same way. It's like you know, don't feel alone. Just reach out because. You, you know, don't be embarrassed because that's the, it's the shame that a lot of women have, the embarrassment, the shame of thinking that they've allowed whatever it is happen to them, that they are alone. And what they don't realize is that if every woman, if there's 10 women in a room with you, those same 10 women have something that's going on in their life. Right. Just reach out. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. and, um, you know, and don't judge a book by its cover because you don't know the scars that they've went through inside and things. So, yeah. So get one more time. Tell us how we can, con- they, the followers can contact you and get a hold of you and, um, you know, learn more about you. You can connect with me on Facebook at Robin Sherelle, R-O-B-I-N-S-H-Y-R-E-L-L. And it's the same on Facebook and Instagram. Or if you would like to reach out to me through email, it's robinsherelle at gmail.com. Great. Thank you, Robin, so much for this interview. And you are going to change so many lives. And I look forward to seeing you in October. So excited for the Black Black Speakers Conference. And uh, that's very exciting for all of us at that time. Absolutely. Thank you.